You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Well, folks, it's John DePietro, and right now joining us, I guess, and this is too bad, he's the former manager at Ali's Donut, and it's Ryan Ziola. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? Well, Ryan, it sounds like it's been uh, a difficult couple of days uh, for you and everyone at Ali's, and I'd like to first just start, if you could just clear up the situation um, are you no longer working there? You were the general manager. Are you no longer there because you don't feel safe or just uh, because people were let go by Matt at Alley's? Yeah, that's, you know, that's why I'm calling. I'd love to clean the air. I understand there's a lot of different stuff going on, um, going around. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there was, you know, it's not that we feel unsafe. Um, it's that we feel kind of unsteady about the situation going on. Um, we, as a group, had a bunch of employees come to me, and, uh, you know, we had a meeting, and, um, you know, they all expressed their concerns for the situation going on. I would, you know, has brought a lot of attention to everybody. Um, you know, we haven't received any threats, per se, no, no like, death threats or, you know, I'm going to hurt you threats like that. Um, nothing like that. We have gotten a lot of, you know, Facebook, I guess you could say harassment type stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure. Hey, Ryan. Ryan, I just want to, Ryan, I just want to back up for a second. How long have you been working or had you been working at Alley's Donuts? Uh, I've been there just under 10 years, about nine years. Okay. And who, who hired you? Um, Matt's dad, um, Buddy Dresher hired me. Okay. And and when did Matt basically take over the full operation that he's the one running the whole show? Um, 
it's been maybe about five years since they haven't been since they've been fully retired. Okay. Uh, I want to say that's the correct number, and you can check me on that, but I want to say it's about five years. Okay, and you know, th- there was a, a first a report that that he was actually the son-in-law, not even one of the sons or one of the children. Yeah, is that it? That's yeah. is that incorrect? That is incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's the son, and then they have two daughters, correct? Uh, one daughter. One daughter, okay. Who runs... Yeah, they, have, they have two kids. Yeah, great two people. Two kids. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> when did, um, you guys think closed down? You've been closed during, he, he closed pretty quickly, I thought, during COVID. Part of it is just, you know, there's no uh, drive-through. I, I thought that was a little unusual, closing during that, but, you know, a lot of, some businesses did. Um, yeah. But when did you first... Uh, catch wind that he had this new idea about changing the policy. I mean, you're the general manager, or was of Alley's. So when did when did you first catch wind? He posted it Saturday night, but when did you first learn that he was thinking? You know, I'm going to go on social media and announce that no longer of a discount for police and fire, uh, police and military. Sure. Yeah. And um, I need to follow up and, and say that he it's actually for all first responders. Okay. Um, yeah, we did. We, me and a few of my other employees, um, we didn't find out until we started getting messages and text messages and Facebook messages on Saturday night while we were actually at the shop making donuts. Um, you know, a lot of my friends reached out, my family reached out, like, hey, what the heck's going on? You know, what's this? And that's, that's pretty much how we all found out. Hmm. Um, there was, you know, there was no leaving, no conversation about how we're going to go about this. Um, you know, I guess the biggest the biggest problem for was was for us was that um, you know it was it was you know Matt's stance and he took it for everybody and that was the hardest for all of us. Um, you know, obviously nobody's gonna have the same views and um, you know, stances when it comes to you know politics and backing certain things and not backing other things and changing policies and you know I, I think that's something we should have talked about before before it happened, but I guess he felt a little differently. And, you know, Ryan, I was there on Sunday. It's true there was, you know, a long line. But the the way that I don't think the media is explaining this, and again, folks, we're speaking with Ryan Ziola, was the general manager at Alley's. I think part of the way the reason, you know, the media is like, well, there's a line out the door. And I was saying, well, no, that's that's inaccurate. There's no one inside. It was reconfigured because of the COVID thing. So the people are always now standing outside, which is fine. And then the way it spaces out, it wraps around the building. But, you know, the, the, the media, you know, one TV station, Channel 6, kept saying, well, it must be still good. The line is outside the door. They're all inside the building and outside the door. That, that is not accurate. Everybody is outside the door, correct? Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we no longer allow, they no longer allow people inside the building, especially with the new, um, you know, the new laws going on, social distancing and everything. And, you know, I think that, that might stay that way. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody inside uh, the area of the building at all. Yeah. So with you as the general manager, did things come to a head where it was basically Matt maybe saying, hey, that's the policy, my way or the highway, you, you can either work here, stick with us, or how, how did, I mean, you were the general manager, you had worked there over 10 years, um, it, that, this is, must have been, I mean, today is Thursday, that, this is a tough week for you, this thing came to a head and suddenly now you're going to venture off on your own. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and you know, I, I, I don't even want to say even got that far where we had that conversation, but we haven't even gotten a chance to have that conversation to this point. Um, 
my employees on production shift were working uh, overnight. We're kind of left in the dark um, about the whole situation, and you know, we we had a meeting and we, you know, were mad about the situation. We sent them a message about how we wanted to have a meeting, um, and you know, he didn't show up for that meeting. And when we got to when we got to the donut shop, uh, you know, the locks were changed, my alarm codes were shut off, and uh, a manager that works there. Um, she came around the building and she asked us, you know, what was up, told her they were talking about and everything. She was having a meeting about all this. But all we wanted to get out of this meeting was for him to come publicly and let everybody know, like, this is his own stand. You know, my brother's in the military. He's at Fort Bragg right now. Like, you know, I'm a strong military supporter. Um, you know, I'm somebody who thinks the military trumps everything, no matter what skin color you are, because the military has every skin color there is. Um, and, you know, I just, I just didn't believe in what was going on. So we wanted him to publicly say, you know, this was his thing. Not every employee at Alley. Because at this point, we've been getting a lot of messages. A lot of people saying, hey, what's up? Like, you know, you don't support the military. Stuff like that. So, you know, we wanted to, um, you know, go over that with him. That way he can make an announcement so people were kind of, you know, leave us alone. But then it started on a different round. You know, he didn't show up for the meeting. And then he never contacted us after not showing up for the meeting. And, um, you know, the, the manager that was there came out and gave us our quote-unquote last taste of, you know, wow. the locks on us. Oh, wow. And the alarm on, so it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm, work, I'm working there anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he hadn't reached out to me at all until last night when he caught kind of a little bit of wind of what my friend Matt Potter had done for me on, uh, on Facebook and everything. So that was the first time I talked to him. Um, since the whole situation went down, and I actually had some employees go and get their jobs back, and he fired them on the spot. So, you know, everybody so, else kind of took the hint there, you know? Yep. And folks, again now, uh, on Facebook, the uh, movement started to help Ryan Ziola, who I'm speaking with right now, it's John DePietro, raise 5000 to get a food truck. Uh, Matt posted on uh, Twitter, if Ryan Ziola wants money or wants to start a food truck, uh, we'll give him the 5000 uh, Is that legitimate? Did he offer it? Would you take him up on it? Or have you decided, I want to go off on my own and I'm not going to? Where does that stand with his offer? Yeah, I mean, you know, this this whole situation wasn't supposed to be, you know, bad blood. This was supposed, you know, you know. Right. Really you went your separate ways. Out. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we did reach out to him. We did text back and forth a little bit. and um, Okay. You know, he did mention that again in that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, this is the first I've ever heard of that. Hmm. Um, when he posted that, you know, the, actually, um, one of the news reporters came to me and told me he posted that. I didn't even know about it until they told me. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't really 100% appreciate the way you put my name out there like that. Yeah. Um, but, that but, was you know, weak. I, I, yeah, I, I I'm honestly not against it, and I, you know, I appreciate it, and... You know, I appreciate everything everybody's doing, and uh, you know I'm not saying I would do it without everybody. I'm just saying like you know, I've always been a hard worker, and I'm like don't get me sure. no matter what. Hey Ryan, let me. And, uh, let me ask you, and again, folks, uh, with me is Ryan Ziola, former general manager now of uh, Alley's Donuts. Has Matt always had this manner, mannerism, form of speaking? Um, you know the the way he appears when he is speaking, especially in those videos. Is that 
you know, let me let me just come out. Is that how he normally speaks, or is that something that has changed re- maybe recently or over time? Uh, you know, Matt, Matt's always been Matt. Um, you know, he's, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of him. I'll just come out and say, you know, I've seen a lot of people thinking, like, what's this guy on? Yes. And, yeah, exactly. People think, he, people think he's on drugs. You're saying he's not on drugs. That's the way he is. Yeah, he is. He's not that type of a person. All right. He's not, he's not into drugs. You know, he's not like that. That is just kind of his mannerism. Okay. All right. Did you, did you see... Did you see my impression of him yet? That I I filmed a short video on YouTube. Have you seen that yet? <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, listen, Ryan. I'm gonna share with my uh, over uh, thirty thousand followers on social media that I'm encouraging people to donate to get you that food truck. Um, with one thing, I would like to be one of your first customers when you get it. it. Doesn't have to be the first one, but you should let me know when that's gonna happen. And when you get your food truck up and running, because you support the military, because I support you, I'm going to do a Facebook Live from wherever you do uh, your first, when you get that food truck up and running. That's my promise to you, and we're going to send a message that Ryan Ziola supports police, supports first responders, and supports the military. So, Ryan, you got a lot of guts. you got a backbone. you got courage. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say good luck to you because I am going to be in touch with you. So I want to make, make sure this happens. Okay. So, uh, listen, it's been a tough week. Keep doing your thing, and um, and we'll talk again. Okay, Ryan? Thank you, All right. Can I Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just, you know, I just want to let you know, everybody know, um, you know, the Irish family, these aren't great people. Yes. They're not bad people. No. All right, Ryan. Be well. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sean. All right, Ryan. All right. Folks, there it is. And it's uh, he is the former general manager now of Alley's, Ryan Ziola. How about that? He did see my impression. Hey, everybody. Matt here. Uh, it is on my YouTube page, John DePietro Show on YouTube, and it is also on other uh, social media. Folks, you're listing right here. Hey, everybody. Juan here to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program... Brought to you by Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same day, text estimate 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. 
Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kids said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. Find them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. It's going to make your property, your home, your deck, your walkway, any outdoor surface, he can get rid of it. As far as the algae, mildew, gets rid of it with a very safe solution. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, Yankee What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com all right there he is hey matt first of all um you know, I saw your video. You and I spoke yesterday morning, and I want to. Um, I, I I saw your video that you released. You seem conflicted. Uh, I I want to. I, I want to give you a chance to kind of just give people an idea of of what you're thinking now, and then we can go back to. I understand the motivation of what you did. I think what you did, but just where is your mindset right now? Well, sure. I, you know, I want to. I want to thank you for coming down. Because um, as as you could have seen in the video, it is you know I'm just willing to have conversations with people. Yes. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't really know much about you. Um, I do appreciate that you came down and, yeah. and you have this uh, uh, platform and whatnot. Uh, but you know, finding out what your story is is really important to me too. Like, what you know, what are your beliefs? What, what um, you know, how do you feel about the things that I said? And, and all of those, you know, that's really important. Because the more that we learn about each other, the more that we can actually, 
you know, progress and, and grow and, and make this country a better place, make our communities, uh, which is, you know, more important to me. You know, North Kingstown and South County and Rhode Island are important to me uh, because of the great things that everybody in the state have done for me and my family. Yes. Um, and as I shared with you yesterday, Matt, I, uh, you know, when I was growing up, my family, we had a, a summer beach house at Green Hill and we used to ride down there and every time without fail we'd stop in and i you know the reason i came up to you and i think you remember i said you know are you sure about this i normally wouldn't do that but the reason i did that and i'm going to start right off it's what you put out on facebook which was a note to the officer who profiled the providence firefighter the other night and matt the reason i said that and i think you have a chance here to kind of reevaluate the situation is, and Matt, there's no reason you would have known this, but that story was incomplete that I believe that you were basing your your reaction on. Because since then, right, since then we've learned it is true, there were police there, and they did put a gun on that firefighter. But what we've learned that he left out that you wouldn't have known was that they had been responding to the call that there was a gunman in the area and a witness, go ahead, a witness on the scene said it was a red car and he pointed and said, I think the guy with the gun is in that car. So I think you, you know, and you talk about it in your video and folks, again, we're talking to Matt from Alley's. Go ahead. I actually would like to address that. Um, go ahead. My point, uh, which I try to explain in the video, which, you know, obviously there's, there's you know, I'm kind of wordy, so it's a really long video. Not many people would have seen the whole thing. Uh, is that it's more about how the way that the police officers in that instance approach that situation. Because we all, every single one of us, you know, black, brown, white, yellow, like, it, like any race, any age, any uh, uh, economic demographic, right, needs to understand that there's a human being behind that vest in that cop car, and also there's a human being in that red car, so that we all need to understand there's a way that people are trained to handle situations, and there's trends and so many things and instances happening in this country over the past, well, you know, we'll just say everybody's paying attention to it now, but it's been happening forever, that it's based on how we prepare for the situation and how we handle it, that almost in that situation, you know, the investigation is still underway. So I'm not here to make subjective, you know, uh, assumptions about exactly what was happening because that's not my job. That's more your job than my job. So, you know, I'll stay away from that. But I would prefer we treat every single person in every single situation as equally as possible and not be um, using over aggression and making mistakes based on fear, uh, especially in those high, very tense really hard to deal with moments and I'll tell you I respect the police and my family respects the police and I think people don't understand how someone is actually allowed to make a stance towards one thing but then still also have faith and support something that may look like it's the direct opposite but I'll tell you that is the situation and you know there's a lot of gray areas in this world and I'm really really truly interested in talking to people on every side of an issue to be able to see what we can glean from anyone's points of view so that we can all get to a compromise so that we can all really actually do things great together. And that's really the point of this whole thing. Folks, so we're with, uh, speaking with Matt from Alley's Donuts. And Matt, I want to read for you, though, 
Now, you're in North Kingstown, and here is North Kingstown Police Department. This is, they've been out in your store since you reopened. Sad to hear. This is what they posted. This is divisive. We certainly do not need nor want a discount. However, this message of targeting removed hate, your police and fire department, your local military veterans, is distasteful. Let's start talking about how to lift up our community, not tear it down. Police themselves aren't the problem. Racism is the problem. Thank you to our community for the love. Um, how do you want to respond to the North Kingstown police? Because they obviously took it, as I, as I just said, as they take it as what you did was divisive, and they mentioned remove hate. Right. The um, I did hear about that. Uh, I I have no response to their comments, but they have my cell phone number. Every single officer I've ever ran into um, knows how to get a hold of me. So if they're willing to have a conversation with me and they, they'd like to tell me personally, I'm okay with that. I'm not refusing any phone calls from anybody. And, you know, I'm willing to, like I said, willing to have conversations with people about sure. everything. So, you know, for them to post that on social media, it's their prerogative. They can do exactly what they need to. And they have a responsibility to make sure that things don't unravel. So I respect that. Making sure that they had an outward voice to make sure that everybody stays calm and does come together. You know, that's important. So I definitely respect that. Are you, um, have you, what's been the reaction? Do you feel, are people threatening you? Are you feeling that things could get unraveled? Now, Allie's is closed every Monday, but... What are, what has been the response the past yeah, twenty four hours? I, I don't, you know, I don't. I try not to let my my life be run by fear. Um, but yeah, but you have workers you're responsible for, Matt. You guys have workers there that you're responsible for, right? Oh yes, yeah. But what is that? I'm sorry. Why'd you bring that up? I'm just saying. You said it's their responsibility in case things unravel, and so I'm just asking. You know, yeah. has there been you know intense? You know, are people threatening or is it just angry phone calls or what? When you say, you know, if it's things unravel, it's their responsibility to basically protect alleys. What 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 would what uh, leads yeah, to that statement? Fine. That's oh, what I'm saying. I guess if that's, yeah, if that's what you're asking. The reason why I bring that up would be so, you know, you see what has happened with, with riots and looting and how people's frustration can manifest itself into, you know, an overwhelming knee jerk response of aggression. That's that's what, you know. From me being just a regular guy that makes sure. donuts, you know, that's my understanding of what the police have to worry about, right? Because I try to, you know, I try to think to be in other people's shoes. You know, I want to be in other people's boots. I, I really do try to live other people's lives in my mind before, you know, living my own because, you know, there's so many ramifications and consequences that, you know, you just don't expect if you're just living your own life, doing whatever you feel like. like and it's really good to listen to other people. Uh, to address the thing that you say about my employees, you know, I've made sure to speak to all of my employees right. and, and I trust them to tell me the truth, whether or not they feel safe. I also know that, you know, I will have to be here more often to be able to be here to protect them if something like that were to happen. But I'll mm. tell you, I don't live my life in fear. And I really, I, from what I've seen just in the last 48 hours, you know, there's, there's not as, as much outrage and complaining to the point of aggression and anger um, as there is support. And, and a ton of people have called and, you know, reached out to us on social media and even came down to the shop to just literally just thank us and then get back in their cars and leave. Um, and so so I've felt so much of that that it really is, it has been positive here at Alley. Yes, it's okay. You know, it, was a, it was a good thing. There were some ramifications that, obviously, you know, as you've seen in my video that I posted. Yes, you know, so 
something that you just don't see coming, you want to make sure that you represent yourself and people don't get confused and then, you know, make, uh, you know, connect the, the dots into something that you are not, right? So, you know, it's, I just think it, I feel it's important for everybody to understand that we're all living and breathing. We all have our own minds. You know, our electric impulses inside our brains are all basically the same. It's just some people's lives are completely different. So getting to know other people's lives is really important to be able to make sure that we can live in a great world and progress and, and you know, make some changes to be good for everyone and to be equal. Matt, when I saw you yesterday morning, again, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro on the line with us is Matt from Alley's. I saw you yesterday morning and you had such a positive outlook and I want everything positive. And then when I saw your video, you seemed conflicted. You seemed, you said, I stand by what I put, but I'm, I'm sorry for those that were upset by it. So, you know, listen, hindsight's twenty twenty. Now that you've had a chance to think about it a little bit more, what, what part of that, you know, you were saying people that worked there and gone into the military and National Guard. So you're not sorry, but you stand by what you said. So I want to give you a chance to just try to clean it up a little bit. Or if you could have expressed it maybe a little bit better, I want people to understand what you're trying to get across to them. I do. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, necessarily, I think the main most simple point is the stance is so that people in power and positions of influence that have the potential to speak up and say something, um, they need to. It's that time. Okay. It's, you know, why am I the person that needs to speak up? Why right. is the guy that just makes donuts that's, you know, living in South County, Rhode Island and just, you know, minding his own business, why do I hurt so much and see these things and say, why isn't anybody making any change? You know, one of the other things that I, that I uh, speak about, you know, for people that have followed me uh, on the, the, my own personal account is, you know, when it came to the coronavirus issue, you know, everything happened so late that then we weren't really necessarily making anything happen. We were just more reporting on the things that weren't happening. Right. Right. And, and I think that's actually the problem with our society now. There's, and you know, I, I can say that whatever, I'm trying not to preach, but, but it's in our generation, uh, my generation, you know, millennials are the largest generation that has ever, uh, you know, touched, touched foot on American soil. We're so easily um, led to just talk about things on our phones or yes, uh, uh, on, on a computer. And, and none of us are actually doing anything. Right. And then we're also not really holding anyone accountable. Well, let, and let's... That's in, let's, that's in like an elected position or in a position where they chose to sacrifice, right? Like, but folks, Matt, I want to ask you about that. Because when you talk about accountable, and again, folks, it's Matt from Alley's. Matt, when you wrote, if you were an athlete, talking about the officer, you'd be cut from your team. If you were our employee, we would fire you immediately. Now, I, I, I would like to think that you would wait to hear both sides of the story before you would fire someone immediately. So do you at least want to rephrase that a little bit? Well, um, to be completely honest, uh, you know, I trust my gut. And in my business, it is a business that I would control. So when it comes to that, you know, I wouldn't have any problems paying unemployment to someone if there was uh, a discrepancy based on what I believed, what I saw how I used, you know, my intelligence to be able to uh, filter through a situation. But if any of my employees made a decision to harm someone or make someone uncomfortable based on their race, I, I'm not, I don't live like that. All right. 
but let's 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 touch on that because you're basing that on this first statement. On, and this is important, Matt. A note to the officer who profiled the Providence firefighter the other night. The police say we didn't profile anyone. We got a report. Hold on, a report of a man with a gun, Matt. We responded to the area, and a witness said he was in a red car. That the person with the gun might be in that red car. Now, if you and I are the police officers, and by the way, one of them was a person of color, and we have guns drawn, which is their training. We don't know if the hold on. We don't know if the person inside is black, white, Asian, Latino. All we know is a witness said someone waving a gun was in that car. Now, no, Matt, that that is not profiling. Keep going. Well, so then they they had guns drawn, which is their training, right? Can you imagine the adrenaline pumping? They open the door. He has, a, this is according to the police report. He has a, and this is, you're right, there will be body cam footage and everything else. He says, I am a firefighter. Now, the police claim he was not in full uniform. All he had was a Providence firefighter hat. At that point, they were like, hey, sorry, they didn't, they didn't shoot him. And then they left the scene, realizing that they didn't have the right person. Now, maybe they did search the car. But my point is, the way he... Go ahead. That's not a small... Come on, man. I know you're playing a game here. I'm not. I'm not playing a game. Tell me. You tell me. Come on. That's easily trying to kind of deflate the importance of what actually happened in the incident. Go ahead. So the truth of the matter is the investigation is still underway. Like I said, I'm not here to comment on the investigation whatsoever. I'm just saying we need to make sure that we treat everybody equally and listen to their voices, right? We need to have a layer of respect that, that works with the fear inside of you when you're trying to do your job as a policeman. That's all it is. That's all it is. And it's, and it's not my job to tell a policeman how to work, right? So it's my job to say, hey, why can't the people that are in control that have power and influence have this conversation to make sure things are better? Why are we ignoring this conversation? Is it because it's difficult? Is it because we disagree with it? Is it because of any of the other reasons? Or is it because people are trying to get into it and make it about a completely different thing? Like, there's so many problems that are arising based on me just posting a thing on Instagram. I understand. Facebook, I understand. It's showing what's wrong with us, right? That's what I'm saying. We need but, to all talk about these things. All right, but is there, Matt, and again, is there anything, Matt from Alley, is there anything with the situation that if it came out might change your mind about this particular situation? Because, listen, I'm not trying to play a game. I want, no, you, to no, I I want you to understand, police are upset right. because. You want to be able to adapt. Yes, but here, certainly. But, so what, what, would, what part of the equation, because, Matt, just hear me out. You're, you employ people. There are two sides to every story. The way he told that story, believe me, it was very compelling. He was emotional. It was in the backdrop of a rally. He says, I was sitting in my car. Suddenly, two officers came up, and they had their guns drawn, and they racially profiled me. And it's like, oh, my God. The, I, I, and we could disagree on this, Matt, but I think an important part of that story is the police were in that area Looking for an armed suspect, and, a, and a, a witness says we were in a red car, and in that there's a red car right there. So, see, I don't see that as racial profiling. To me, and again, neither one of us are police officers, but me, racial profiling is you're two police officers, you ride by and you say, hey, there's a person of color walking down the street or sitting in a car. Let's stop them. This, this is different. They were in the middle of, 
Context is very important, Matt. They were in the middle of thinking they may encounter someone who's armed. And Matt, also, you know, we started off, you mentioned the riot the other night. Now, you know, what is your view on that? You saw it burning the police car, looting, rioting, throwing things. People were hurt. So tensions are high in the city, Matt. They were. Right, which is why I worry about the police. You know, I, 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 you know, like I said, I don't live my life in fear, but, you know, there is, I fear for somebody that's not able to handle their frustration and their aggression in a proper way because they weren't taught to, right? Like someone that's just flying off the handle makes a terrible mistake and then we lose a life, right? And that goes both ways. Because, right. You know, it, it, it's inherently in me to be thinking about things equally like that. I do have a question for you, though. So Go ahead. in a situation... In yeah. a situation like this particular thing that you were asking me about, like, yeah. what would you do? And, and they were trying to catch the person in the red car. That, according so, to them, that's what they say. And I just no, think, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so now what I, the question I had in this hypothetical situation that I'm about to no, bring up. No, this was real. This was real, Matt. This hypothetical, this hypothetical situation. Well, so two people, two men are twins, right? They're twins. And they look exactly alike. And let's say they're just randomly wearing the same exact, same exact clothing. Right. So say one of them robs a store and now is on the loose and the cops are chasing after him. And the other one just went to stop and shop or whatever and is, you know, carrying around his groceries. In the situation where the person is met by the police that was carrying their groceries and because they can't handle or weren't trained properly how to deal with the situation, they see the person, he starts running and they shoot at him. Is that okay? Are you willing to defend that because they had all of the details that they needed? Because they had everything that they were looking at was exactly what they were told to do and they were just doing their job. Is that okay for you? Because that's not okay for me. We need to find a different way to do these things. And yes, it's scary. And yes, it's not a great position to be in to have to make such a life-altering decision as a police officer. But that's why we love police officers. Because they're taking that stand and they're willing to take that sacrifice. And they have the control of their emotions. And they're willing to think through all of the thousands of things that can happen in a second notice. Not even like a, a snap of a finger. They have to make a very tough decision. You know, I talked to tons of people on the phone yesterday that are police officers. And we actually had like really thoughtful, drawn out, understanding conversations with each other about, hey, this is what happens in life. You know, in my 40 years on the force, I talked to a guy from Michigan that, you know, he really wanted to call in and have a conversation with me. I spent probably 45 minutes talking to him. Wow. I have his phone number now. We're like friends. In his 40 years on the force, he ran into three or four times in his life where he had to make a really tough decision, and it was about whether or not he should shoot. And he was happy that he didn't shoot. You know, it's we need to all understand that we're all people and that we're all equal. I'm just looking to have the conversation and get together and be able to say, like, hey, this is a problem. Let's just fix this problem. Can you, and, and I know, and again, folks, we're speaking with Matt from Allie's, and, and Matt, you also, though, this was the anniversary of D-Day, and you did mention military, and I heard in your video you say, well, you, you can't be silent with this type of thing. Touch on where, I noticed, like, I, I don't even know about the, the discount and, and so forth. I mean, that that is a nice thing, but can you touch on the military? Just your, your thinking of it, because it sounds like you feel they're in a position to speak up, but members of the military are being silent. Even though you eat, and you acknowledge, and I respect that, that you have military members in your family and former employees that worked at Alley's Donuts that are in the military. Yeah, true. The, you know, and I'll tell you, the, the issue that 
that I have is everyone in the room, Tyler. It's not just the military. I'm not trying to point at the military. And I do understand, you know, that was a difficult uh, confusion where definitely that should have been done differently. You know, the the tact that I uh, went through with that post, it definitely looked like I was directly looking at the military as if I had some proof of why they were different than anyone else and why they were wronger than anyone. But the point was, you know, we have a military discount. We have a police discount. We have a, uh, a frontline worker discount. Like we have a, a hospital workers. Um, so, so in those situations in our history, which is also a thing that got confused, I don't know where 10% came from. That doesn't exist. Hmm. It's literally every single time somebody shows up with a uniform on, if I'm in the building, if I'm there, and I've told all of my employees over the years, and my mom used to tell all of uh, her employees as well, you know, that anytime they come in, we thank them for their service. Do not charge them. Their money is no good here. Wow. And that's happened over years. Wow. Right? Like, like, our love for all of those people is so inherently in our tradition that it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to hear people think otherwise. And so now that I'm saying that, like, you know, I didn't want anybody to feel like they were disrespected or hurt or, or, I, or I ripped something away from them and demeaned them because of this. It was more that, like, you know, that discount right now needs to be removed because we all need to be equal. And it's time to just talk. Because if we've got people that know there's a problem and they're not talking about the problem because they're afraid of their job or they're afraid of hurting one of their fellow coworkers or brethren or, you know, fellow military workers, if there's people in positions in our society, in our community, that are staying quiet because they just don't want to get into it, because that's human nature, like some people just don't want to deal with the confrontation, right? If that's happening, we need them to speak up. We need to be behind them. We need to make sure that they can actually speak up and then not be, you know, harmed and not be insulted and not be, you know, berated on a regular basis because they were just trying to do the right thing. So that's, and I know that people in the military want to do the right thing. That's why they're in the military, man. Right. That's like, that's what they stand for. That's who they are. They're like, they're better than me. Like I have friends that, you know, out in San Diego, a family that they're both military members and they are amazing people. And I, you know, I honor them and I'm jealous of them for how strong they are as people. Right. And I feel like that to, you know, my cousin who's in the Coast Guard. Right. Like I, I feel like that for all of them. You know, I've got a Navy SEAL friend uh, that I grew up with. And, you know, God, I love the people that are in the military sacrifice for us so much that I believe that everybody that understands what their duty is doesn't disagree with me either. So it's just like a lot of other people that don't really know what's going on are, are the people that have problems with me right now. So you know, I just want to have a conversation with those people. Yes. So maybe, you know, we can get together. It sounds like you want to have a town hall meeting, Matt. I'd love to set it up. I mean, you you obviously are very strong. This sounds like something that, folks, again, we're speaking with Matt from Alley's, who, this sounds like, Matt, was there, has this been on your mind for some time? And then that, like, maybe what happened, what you heard happen was, like, the final straw? Because it sounds like well, something I, that's kind of been I, building. I, I mean, I wouldn't really say that. I would say, you know, honestly, our generation, like, people in my age, I'm 36 years old, uh, and I don't even know how to speak for people that are in their, like, 20s. Uh, or even, you know, children these days, but uh, that's, I've grown up around this, right? Our society has been so divisive and, you know, with the, you know, as cable TV got larger and spread, there were more voices that could speak out that were, you know, not as general, that wouldn't hide from the things that would like poke at a society, right? So, so many things nowadays are willing to bring up the, 
the uh, the ugly nature of things that can happen. That all we do is see these things. So all we do as we grow up through our days is see like, oh, there's a problem with this. There's a problem with that. These people don't like each other. These people feel this way, and that person feels this way. And then it's just you know, human nature creates patterns, right? That's how we remember things. So you see something and you feel a certain way about it, even though you don't even know what that thing is. Like you know, there's so many people that you know may even listen to you that anyone would randomly assume who they are or what they believed in, but we don't know that until we know them as people. So when, well, you, I, when you talk about this stuff, here's the thing: yeah, what, what we have in common, Matt, is I try to bring people together, and the element of going to get donuts. I mean, donuts. They're a happy thing. They're a happy food. I mean, they are different. Donuts, like kids get excited about donuts. And people like, hey, someone walks into the office. I got donuts. You're, you're in the business of making happy. And I think what has thrown people off, and again, folks, we speak of Matt from Allies, is, you know, what I'll just, like, why you, you felt a need to speak out. But why wade into this area that, that is so pulsating? As opposed to, like, I'll give you, you didn't have to do this. Um, was it something you had thought about? Was it something that just happened? Like, you know, I, I when you first reopened, you had the police outside because so many people were happy and excited because you've been closed with the COVID-19. But w- uh-huh. where did this finally hit where you were like, that's it, I'm putting my thoughts out there? Well, so many people are staying quiet because they don't have to be. I believe that's the problem. Yeah. And then I realized that, like, okay, whatever, I'm just some guy. You know, it's Rhode Island, we're the smallest state in the nation. I don't really matter to the history of the world, right? Billions and trillions well, of but people. You, like, I'm but you do in Rhode Island. Allie's Donuts is a mainstay. It is legendary. Uh, it is just, listen, it was on the news when you reopened. I mean, it's no small thing. I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, I think years ago I met your folks have you talked about it with your family? What's been the reaction within the Alley's Donuts family? And I, and I would say just to support the first thing, that, you know, I didn't do this because I have a voice that people respect or that I have the tradition, right? I didn't, I'm not trying to use my privilege, right? I'm not trying to, like, use well, the fact that we have so many followers. I actually would say everybody, like, every single person should think that, like, wait a second, is it okay for me to stay quiet about the wrong thing that I just noticed? And then, you know, maybe if we're willing to confront the bad things about society in our community, then they will disappear and there will be good things in our community. Uh, so that's the point. The point is to, it's like everybody has to be willing to speak. We have to be able to listen and we have to want to speak up. And that, that's just, you know, ignoring the issue is, is part of, like, like the gentleman said in the interview that during that rally, you know, Staying silent is what allows evil to survive. That's true. And this was. So this interview, folks, this is what Matt motivated Matt. This was the firefighter from Friday night. After identifying me as a promised firefighter, is that gun in the vehicle? I said, I'm not allowed to carry a firearm while I'm on duty. I'm an essential worker, and I'm not breaking curfew. As the white cop, some of us progressing. Told the black cop to move on and get out the way. The black cop left hastily, and as I watched the third patrol car, left the scene. So, Matt, that interview obviously had a strong impact on you. Well, it was it was just another thing. It was another thing that happened. Yep. You know, and there's you know, if anybody watches any news station, sure, there's a lot of things happening right now. Yes. Um, 
so it's, you know, I wouldn't say the reasoning why I did all of this was because of that, but that was just a thing that happened in my community. Yep. So I knew, you know, what's a guy from Rhode Island uh, going to say about something that happened in Minneapolis, right? What's a guy in Rhode Island going to say about something that happens in, you know, any of the other uh, places across the country where, where terrible things have happened to people for no apparent reason, right? So, so I didn't want to speak up in a position to talk to people that would be like, ah, that doesn't happen in our area, right? In this situation, it's like, well, yeah, that, that, that just happened. Like, that's, that happened. And, and let's talk about it. And what, what I just want to, again, point uh-huh. out to you, and and I feel, I still feel that you've kind of, and, and listen, I, um, I obviously respect you. I respect your family. I came out yesterday morning, and the first thing that I was saying to you as you were outside at the table and greeting people, and we want to keep this positive, I was saying was I just don't think the full story came out. When you watch that interview, or we just heard part of it, um, it's one version, but then to me, the, it, it changes the dynamic when we learn the, the reason, according to the police, and let's see if they back it up, that they were in the area was they were searching for an armed suspect. So someone, either he left that out, or maybe it's possible, Matt, that, that the police lied and that they were profiling him. Right. So, so while you while you bring that up, because I know it's your job, it's what you do, it's how you make a I, living. I think it's a part of. I think it's an important part of the equation is is dealing with all the facts. But if you're familiar with statistics, it's really important to not focus on a one particular statistic to form a generalization, right? So in situations like this, regardless of the results of whether or not this was a police mistake or if it is an example of systemic uh, racism or if it is an example of the need for our local police forces to think about maybe let's see if we can provide for people's lives uh, a little bit better and change some of our processes, right? Regardless of whether or not this one incident is proven or disproven, there is still a problem. So it's, you know, it, I, I get it. You got to fill up time. No, 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 no. That, that's an important distinction. But, but that's an important that distinction. But, but I go back to you saying. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a thing. Remember when it was all, you know, debunked, right? That's, we can't start, we can't begin to think that way. All, all right, but I'm going to go back to your initial words were to note to the officer who profiled the Providence firefighter. We may learn, Matt, from Allie's that he did not profile. So you're not wrong. Listen, people make mistakes. Every occupation make mistakes. You have cashiers that make mistakes. Sometimes you guys burn donuts. Sometimes police barge in on the wrong apartment. Sometimes they shoot the wrong person. Sometimes doctors and nurses make mistakes and, and people die. Sometimes firefight. Every profession makes mistakes. Some of them more severe consequences than others. I go back and to you mentioning you would fire that employee immediately. People and actually have consequences. So the point that people need to speak up to acknowledge the consequences, they need to understand what the consequences are. That's important. So, yes, you're right. You're correct. Everybody makes mistakes. We're human. That makes perfect sense. And, and I don't believe you would fire someone on the spot without getting the full... Matt and Matt from Alley's, I don't believe you would fire someone on the spot without hearing the full story. I, I don't. No, no, have I heard it? No, would you punish somebody for making a mistake? Is all I'm saying. Well, that's two different questions. I'm saying this was an incident. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. 
this is an incident. I think you, the police need to be heard. We have the firefighters version of events. I'm saying before we post to the police officer, if you were our employee, we would fire you immediately. You're, that's what you wrote. That's what you wrote. Yeah, and I stand by that. I mean, I would. That's, I don't deal with any of that stuff. I have, I have my life to choose, right? I have my right to choose well, what? in my life. I can remove people from my life, and then I just pay the consequences of what I've done, right? My, my What about his life? What about his life? What if What if he didn't make a mistake? What if? Wait, the person that I fired? We're talking about the hypothetical situation? We're no, no. I'm talking about you wrote. If you were our employee, we would fire you immediately. What I am trying to stress to you is I don't believe you would do that until until you heard both sides of the story, had the facts, then make a decision. If this happened No, never. Well I'm sorry, that's in racism. I don't I don't I don't have to worry about my gut reaction because I'm in control of my life. So when it comes to an attitude choice when someone's making the choice to do something wrong, whether it is true or not, I'm willing to stand by my opinion, right? right? But Which we all have our right to oh. do, and I know the consequences. But we don't I know what will happen to me if I if I fire someone and I shouldn't have fired them. I'm willing to but, take that consequence. But Matt, we don't it. we don't know if it was racism. One of the police officers was black. What is it possible? No, we're not talking about that now. We were just talking about my hypothetical situation. Well, so I'm not going to let you play this game. I'm not playing a game. I'm not playing a game. All I'm trying to stress is... You're doing a very good job at it. I respect you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to say, let's deal in facts. We don't have all the facts. All we have is that okay. firefighter's well, version of events. That's not a fact. The, the racism, I don't accept as a fact. That's, that's what the firefighter was claiming. And the investigation is still underway. So yes. we're all just being subjective right now based on a thing that we never actually were a part of. Correct. This is what I'm saying. Like, Correct. Not, like, make huge, like, like, dig our, our stance. No, like, no, we're not. In the stand right now. I'm not. So it, it's well, really important for us to make sure that, yeah, we're willing to listen to everybody. Okay. And we, we trust the people that are doing the investigation. Right. But we also trust, like, the people who are involved in it and, and respect both of the sides of the story just in case. I, I want to hear the facts come out. Now, just in all fairness, and again, folks, it's Matt from Alley's, but you did make a decision without hearing all the facts. Because you have not heard the, you, you haven't heard the police version of events. My, my decision wasn't based on this incident. I, I, thought I, I thought I explained that specifically to you earlier. All right. I'm just saying it's possible. And again, I'm just going off what you posted on Instagram, which was you started with... I'm right here talking to you right now, so I would say probably you might want to listen to me now than try to ignore what I'm saying now. And All right. Think about All right. Let me. Li- I'm sorry. Let me listen then. I'm just saying, is it possible? Would you? Let me ask you this, Matt, because I could arrange this. Would you like to speak to the two officers who were that were involved that night? I don't think I'm that important. I don't think this is necessary, right? But sure, if they want to talk to me. I, I'm not ever going to turn down a conversation with anyone. Okay. Okay. I'm a- the, point, the point is, we should all be talking. You know, I'm not like putting out there like, hey, I must talk to these police officers because right. I disagree with them and I need to show them who I am and who they are. Right? But, no, that's not the point. I don't care about that. Well, that's aggressive and, and it's divisive and it's just like, why? it just sparks things, man. Why? What, a, what, a, what about if they want to talk to me? Sure, fine. What about if one of them says, you know, what if one of them says I have a house in Roy Carpenter's and every summer on the way down to the beach since I was a kid, I stopped by alleys and I'm really hurt and upset 
that he is saying that he would fire me immediately without hearing my side of the story. He has my phone number, 295-8036. Give me a call. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, professional blend of high-calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online. Check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401 392 1025 lawn doctor